If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome Ooh, that was to. Loud. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd give it a bit of oomph. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go again. Hello. Oh, that was loud. And welcome to Like-minded Friends with me, Tom Allen, and me, Susie Ruffle. Too loud, Susie. Sorry, Tom. Something weird happened to me this week. Oh, now you tell me what. So this watch that I'm wearing, mm, I like it. It was my granddad's. Oh, it was my grandfather's wristwatch, wrist yeah. clock, <laughs> and. Uh, He's been dead a long old time. Yeah. 24 years? Really? Yeah. So I knew him for a little bit of my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe 23 years. Anyway. Like one year then? Yeah, thanks, Tom. I'm so young. Mm. Anyway, he, this watch was his and it's been sitting in a box in a dressing table. Now, as you know, my mum brought my dressing table up to London. Yes. Uh, because she decided that I wanted it. Mm. And... Actually, really pleased I've got it now. It looks very nice. Do you have one of those, like, boofy, puffy things to putting your makeup on? I don't powder my face, no. But I know people that do powder their face. I think they're fun. And one of those, like, atomizer perfume things with, like, a... With a long with stem. With a long, yeah, thing on, with a ball and on the end, yeah. No, I don't. I think you need to get those things. I wear aftershave. I know. <laughs> and maybe one of those brushes. I, wear, I use a brush for my makeup. But, like, massive brushes that has, like, a thing on the back of it. You know what I mean? What, like a mirror on the back of it? Or like a sort of um, flowers, like some sort of yeah, floral. Yeah, it's like, like an old-fashioned bl- blusher brush. Um, yeah, or like a hair I think it's a hair brush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have a mirror that I hold as well. Yes, and a hair. mirror that you can hold at a distance. Well, you know, I've got my chaise lounge now. Today is brought to you by our friends at Casper.com. And as you may have heard us say, Casper make the most outrageously comfortable mattresses in the world. Check out their website, Casper.com. You'll see thousands of reviews, uh, all of which seem to be saying wonderful things. Uh, their average rating at the moment is 4.8 stars out of 5. So you can't ask for much better than that. The uh, mattresses are, how would you describe them? Susan? Well, there's sort of there's something between a supportive memory foam and mm-hmm. also uh, like sort of a bounce. It's, it's basically got the right amount of sink and bounce. And it's Ooh. also made with this breathable fabric that keeps you cool and helps regulate your temperature through the night. Oh, it sounds great. What is also great is that Casper are offering our listeners a discount. So you can get £55 off toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com and using the promo code FRIENDS at checkout. 
But remember, terms and conditions apply. But do go and have a look at casper.com. And there's free shipping and returns um, across the whole of the UK. And uh, you get a 100-night free trial, no hassle returns. If you're not happy, mm. if you're not 100% happy with the bed that you've got, they will pick it up and take it back and give you a full refund. That's it. So get £55 off toward any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com and using the promo code FRIENDS at checkout. Have a look at the terms and conditions as they do apply. But um, we think you'll like Casper a lot. You've got your chaise along, which is stunning. Did you bring it up? Yeah. So I had... So basically, Auntie Sorry, Jack yes. had this chaise lounge in her old house. She, She's had it for years and years and years. Has she? Yeah. About six years ago, she said to me, do you want it? I said, yes, please. Mm-hmm. So it was just covered in this sort of like blue fabric. It was quite nice, exactly as, as it was when she bought it. And that must be like 35, 40 years nice. ago. Wow. It didn't look that old. So anyway, had it covered, haven't I? It's absolutely stunning. Took it to an upholsters. Great job. Picked a picked a fabric. They said that cost a thousand pounds. Picked another fabric. They said that cost two hundred pounds. <laughs> thank you. I said thank you very much. <laughs> and now it's in my room. It's very smart. That fabric is great. It's what really was good. What's the thousand pound one? Uh, I think it was a Liberty print. And oh. I briefly forgot who the fuck I am. <laughs> That's a lot, isn't it? Too much, Tom. Far too that, much. That includes their. Their fee. Their, their work, yeah. but still. Absolutely not, no. It's a lot, yeah. Um, anyway, so I've now, now the bedroom's looking very nice. I bet. I've got new a sheets. Shade, a dressing table. The new sheets. Gone down well, have they? Oh, they've gone down lovely. Do you go for white or grey? White. Mm, can't beat it, can you? Can't beat a nice white sheet. Can't beat it. Grey curtains. Grey carpet. Lovely. Anyway, so I go into the new dressing table where I sit to do my face with my big puffy breath thing. Yeah, poof, poofy buff. My poofy buff. <laughs> Um, anyway, opened up the drawer. was like, oh, there's Grampy's watch. Opened up the box that it was in. Yeah. Tom, as I live and breathe, yeah. I looked at it and it started ticking. No. I swear on my life. What? And it hadn't... It's a windy. It's motion sensitive. Is that what It's not are? motion sensitive. It's a... You wind it. So I, I guess... don't know if you can hear that. Did you... <laughs> That's me winding it. And great audio. Hey. Great... <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, if it had been all, if it had been really loud, that would have been really odd. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, as I live and breathe, it started. Ticking. Wow, that's nice. So I took it to a shop and asked them to take some links out. Yeah, a cobbler's because the cobblers. they also do watches, don't they? Cobblers. Do they? Cobblers. They cut keys and do watches. I didn't know that was a thing. Ah, in all the cobblers, it's cobblers. Cobblers to you? I think I did not know that. I. Really like the smell of a cobbler's. Mm, boot polish. Yeah, or like, I don't know whether it's the glue that they use to like mm, fix shoes back together, but yeah. God, it, I feel like I could stay in there All and have a lovely old time. In, in the lathe. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. That would be a nice um, new lesbian stereotype. What? <laughs> lesbian, mending, co- lesbian, me- cobblers. lesbian cobblers. Lesbian cobblers. What, we, we specialise in walking boots. Of course. <laughs> and cutting a key for the woman that you've just met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. You'll need a second key. Immediately. <laughs> Sharon, I know that this we've just literally had a, a lady's coffee. But <laughs> Is that like the second date? Cobblers. Get the keys done. Yeah, get the keys cut. Get the walking boots. Get in, the walking boots. In order. <laughs> Go on a holiday for three days. If you get on, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, let her move in. Where is a traditional place to go for your people? For my people? Yeah, like Ben Nevis or something. Snowdonia. Snowdonia, yeah, sure. Um we won't go anywhere with the man's name in the title. So Ben Nevers is completely out. Uh, of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Arthur's seat also Arthur's absolutely seat, no. Absolutely no. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I don't think there's a. Is there a stereotypical lesbian date? I imagine somewhere like Hebden Bridge. Of course, we nipped to Hebden Bridge for a coffee. I mean, mm. it's literally miles away, but it seemed right. It was worth it. We walked. The, we hiked the whole way, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some sort of canal boat. I imagine a canal boat. Yeah, I mean, my friend's dad has a canal boat. Does he? She. She. My friend's Sorry. dad. Yeah. So he he has one. Thank you. Sorry, I'm not using gender. I'm, I'm not regendering oh, my Susie, friend's father. It's really very confusing. The gender there, didn't you? Oh, talking of talking gender. of gender, the light Have topic you of gender. Transparent. No, but I've kept meaning to. Oh my god, it's worth getting Amazon Prime for. It is literally one of the best things the I've ever seen. The funny thing is, I've had Amazon Prime for so long. Tom, I never use it. I've had it as well, and I haven't been watching it. And do you know what? As what? soon as I watched the pilot, mm. I was literally kicking myself, thinking, why haven't you watched this sooner? And then thinking, oh, I'm really pleased I've got three whole series to get through. Oh. It's one of those. It's fab. Great. It's okay. Fab. It's got Tignataro in at one point, I think. Yeah, she plays Barb. Oh. Yeah, I know it's won lots of awards, and it does seem like it'll be right up my street. You right know. up your boulevard. Right up my straza. But I haven't had a chance to watch it. I, haven't, I mean, I keep watching Kimmy Schmidt, and I do think... Um, um, breakable. Unbreakable. Um, that, yeah, the theme song is so good. Also, the love story between Mikey and Titus is, for me, felt like the most real gay love story I've ever seen. Really? In a portrayal of a thing, yeah. Tell me why that is. I think because Titus comes into it with this kind of sense of, um, no, I can't have this relationship. I can't have this relationship with this person. And the other person is just sort of, Quite natural. What, why can't why can't Titus have it? I have watched it because um, but... he's like, I don't have relationships. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to. I I don't want this. Yeah. I'm too I'm I'm too sort of caught up in my own kind of identity. I think it's fair to say. And then they get together, and then actually they find. And he's like, No, you're not interested in me. You think you are, but you're not. And um, um, but um, I um, I liked it for that as well because some people. Oh, sorry, I'm leaning away from my microphone. Um. Some people didn't weren't as keen on the the storyline with oh, well, Titus. Oh, I think they found that he was sort of like too camp. Or some people were saying, oh, he's too much of a stereotype. Well, I think we. I th- what I thought was really interesting about it was, I think st- stereotype or sort of big, big being a big personality or whatever, um, is something that I think we are blessed with as a people. As yeah, a gay. I think that's true. So, but also. Um, I didn't find him any less sincere, actually. I thought it totally resonated with me of, like, sometimes we are more flamboyant because, actually, um, actually, that's a way of just being and just existing and that's a way of dealing with our feelings that are running underneath. But I still found that there was sincerity within... That's what I thought was so brilliant about it. I thought Titus has this great ability to be a big character but also very believable. And Even though it's quite heightened, I thought at times I was like, I really identified with that. And But no, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. And it's handled in a very funny way. So it's of not, course. It's, I, yeah. I, just, I just felt it really sort of tapped in. It just really resonated with me. And that is our theme this week, Gays on TV. Gays on TV. Gays on film. Um, That's what I was trying to sing it in and I couldn't remember the tune. I really like the relationship between um, Cam and Mitchell in Modern Family. Yes, and again, they get a bit of criticism, don't they? Yeah, because he's really big. Uh, yeah. Cam's characters... I mean, it's not a... I mean... Don't don't fat shame. Let's not. Um, he's a huge character, isn't he? He's so like, <laughs> like all, his like backstory about how he's a clown and <laughs> all that different stuff is so brilliant. But he's also a football coach. So he's got this really butch side to him. Yeah. And just, and the thing I love is just gives is giving this gay character numerous sides rather than yeah. just the punchline or the sidekick. And I think like we're all performing a character in one way or another. And I sort of oh, get a bit absolutely. like people are like oh. 
I'm sure I've heard this at the point. Like, like, why do gays have to be like such? Why can't they just be like normal, like everyone else? Why do they have to carry so on like that? To be, yeah, they don't want to be. Yeah, they don't want to be. Ever so dull. I mean, I, that again really resonated for me. I was like, because I remember that, that sort of form of homophobia, of kind of like, uh, why do you have to? Why do you walk around like that? Why do you have to use your hands to talk all the time? Why do you have to? Because m- I might be wig- Italian. You don't know me. You don't know. Or what? You know, why do you have to wiggle your hips when you walk? Like, I don't know. I just wanted to, in the same way that like. You Anybody want to trudge about? Yeah, and you're sort of like everything's performative. Face like a slapped up. Everything's a bit performative, I think, most I think of the so. time. You know, if, like, if you're choosing to be like, I'm a laddie bloke who plays football, and I go down the pub on a Friday night, and that's my life. Like, there's an element. You know, you're choosing that. So that of is course, a, yeah. a form of form. Sorry, I got very animated there. No, but that which is completely in your character, <laughs> which is luckily very much in keeping in your... with my flamboyant way. But I think that it's. Um... I think that it's it's great to have those sorts of characters on television. Same with like you know RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, like sort of celebrating that. Yeah, I preferred the earlier seasons. Sure, sure. Who sure. didn't, right? What? But it's although I did like Sasha Velour who won last series. She was sort of more sort of drag art. Oh, I like I it guess, when like which, that. which yeah. was really interesting and really great. Mm. But sort of celebrating that flamboyancy of queer culture yeah and like i guess that i I know it's the thing i i hate if we sort of repeat ourselves on the podcast but and we've done like 100 episodes we're gonna at some point or another so i'm sure i've said this before but i sort of hate it when gays of sort of our generation like oh i don't like it when people are too flamboyant i don't like it when people are too camp or i don't like the drag scene because it's like um, I think like drag queens had quite a lot to do with like the Stonewall riots because they were yeah. like brave enough to stand there in a dress. They were like, yeah, well, no one can take empowered. me down. Yeah, hugely empowered. There's that sort of thing of like we live in such a constricted way. I know we've talked about like social media and stuff, but I think it's easy to feel very self conscious and very kind mm. of um, shame. There's a lot of shaming in our society. So much shaming. And I think it's really dangerous. I think it's very, becoming very powerful and very dangerous that, like, there's a sense of, like, don't stick your neck out. Don't do that. Don't don't say the wrong thing. People will criticise you for it. Yeah. You'll be, you know, you'll be shamed. You'll be, you know, that shame, like, uh, Game of Thrones. But I think that that's, um, I know that when I've had, you know, I've had therapy in the past, which I've always really, in- I've found really useful. I think it's great. But I, um, I, that was something that kept coming back for me, that I had this sort of, shame or fear of acceptance or fear of being found out and i think yeah, that all stems from it. yeah all stems from sort of living my first sort of 20 years as a well 20 years i don't know when did i realize my sexuality certainly between 15 yeah, well, and 20 yeah. as sort of a closeted person yeah. trying very hard to not be what i naturally thought that i was mm-hmm. and so i i i i i feel like if i was a gay teen now again again this, like, the amount of gays on TV, like obviously there should be more. Be great to have some more women, guys. Please, please, love Toxvig, love Balding, love Perkins. Just occasionally another, please. Sure. Um, sure. But it's there. There are there does seem to be more sort of gay characters in some sitcoms and trans, of course, which is hugely important. Yes. Um, yes there's not that much representation. There's a great. Uh, if anyone's particularly interested, there's a great. Uh, interview with Laverne Cox who is a trans actress who is on Orange is the New Black and it's called um, Awards Chatter and she talks about the fact that she was she she, she identified as a gay man for a long time she was a dancer she was an actor and how she transitioned how it obviously changed her acting roles Mm. um, how you know how people treated her differently how 
she feels in the world as someone that is a very visible trans person. Really interesting if you mm. if you if you're more interested in that subject because I feel like it's something that I don't potentially don't I, know yeah, enough, I don't know and I'd hate to say the wrong feel. thing. But, yeah, um, we have a long way to understand, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was the who were the gay people on TV or in the media when you were growing up? Well. I suppose I sort of sought out, and I, someone described it as a sort of wolf whistle. Not wolf whistle. <laughs> dog, a dog whistle, I was going to say. Like right. something that's kind of like um, it, it, unhearable to the naked ear, but I was like aware of kind of... Oh, that's a good way mm, of putting it. And it's so, like, Is that gaydar? Is that gaydar before the I suppose so. internet yeah. site? Do, do, do. But in, yeah, yeah. But in a less, a less sort of romantic uh, connotation. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just as a sort of an identity thing. Um, and so I sought out people a little bit, but, and I suppose, I don't know, like, I remember feeling like, I suppose everybody did though, but like Michael Barrymore seemed, yeah. seemed so funny. And I was like, not that surprised when he came out. In a no. Way. I didn't know if You're that kind was... of people. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, um, and then later on, then we had people like, well, namely Graham Norton, really. Yeah. Uh, somebody who was, Gay, intelligent, funny, unapologetic, unapologetic, so. just being himself, and just being like doing this really funny program, and that yeah. was kind of a massive deal for me. I think more so than the sort of dramatic things like queerest folk, queerest folk or... and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's just me, and I suppose I, I don't know. Yeah, I remember when Rona Cameron came out. Oh yes, how was that? She was in the jungle. What does that mean? Is that a euphemism? Um, no, it's not euphemism. She was in I'm a Celebrity. Oh, is that when she came out? Or just before. Yeah, and I read her book, which is called 1974, A Big Year in a Small Town. Oh, my God. Read it. It's oh. such a great book. It's such a great book. Oh, she's lovely, um, Rona Cameron. And, she, um, yeah, it was all about her, um, her sort of realising her sexuality. I remember reading it as someone that was just sort of... I, I knew... That I was gay, but I wasn't. I hadn't really told anyone apart from a couple of friends. Mm. Certainly hadn't come out to my family yet, and it was really affirming. Yeah, those things to really, aren't they, for, yeah. for it not necessarily to be a character, to be a, a, a real person, mm. and sort of it, it talks quite in quite great depth about her fancying a teacher. And I never really had that with the teacher, but I had it with a girl that was at my dance club, and who I just thought was the best. This girl that was a few years older than me that was a really, really gifted dancer. And I just would watch her dancing. And it was it was not sexual. I don't think I was old enough for it to be a sexual thing. Sure. But it was, um, I just completely idolised her. I couldn't, I found. I and she was like, in your school? She was, she, we went to the same dance school. Sorry. And she, I'm, I'm an okay dancer. She was sort of especially gifted. She went on to. Like, are you sure you're not confusing this with like some sort of movie? Well, I, my life is a film. Mm, is yeah. the name of your is the name of my new book. There'll be songs by Elaine Page in it. <laughs> um, but I remember watching her and just being like completely besotted, like, oh, she's just everything she does is brilliant. She was also really funny, oh. which of course this was at an age where I realised that being funny was sort of a a blessing. Yeah, but also like a, something you could use to a powerful Im- tool impress people. Of course, I've been trying my whole life. My Never whole quite goddamn life. So reading that book, yes. I was like, "Oh my god, someone else has felt like this." Yeah, thank God. That's it, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, 
And there seems to be more. I'm yeah. not feeling it as like a physical pain. <laughs> Sometimes those crushes and stuff. Oh yeah. Like, phys- like physically felt like ached from it. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember having really physical reactions to my own gayness. I said this the other day to someone, and I realised it sounds unbelievably bleak, but I remember being. I remember when I would have as a teenager when I would think about being gay, I would occasionally physically be sick because really, I was yeah. so. The idea, it wasn't that I was repulsed by it. It was the idea of it was so stressful. Yeah. That I could, didn't know what to do. And my body just went, would be sick. Because that's the thing. It, it, that's, that's an interesting word, I think, stressful. Because I think there are times when it is, like, oh, stressful. Like, it's like, it. you know, there's enough going on in life when you're a teenager. Exams, fitting in socially, anyway. My and skin, an, an absolute horror show. Yeah. For my being 15, I was covered in spots. And then as an adult, Very it's, greasy. It's, um, it's taxes, having a job, pension. paying your rent, having Buy got a pension. House. Yeah. All of those things. And, and so... Like, oh, God, I've got to deal with this as well. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Oh, why can't I be normal? Yeah. But then what is normal? Exactly. Exactly. It's so hard, isn't it, to just sort of be... Um, empowered, but I think that's. I think that's why the sort of you know stuff like chatting about shows like Transparent or F- Modern Family or Kimmy Schmidt or you know any of these shows that have yeah gay characters in where the plot line isn't necessarily about their sexuality. sexuality. Yeah, I mean, in Transparent, obviously that does feature quite heavily, but also there's four other really important characters, which are. There's four characters that are really important. The three children from his previous marriage. Oh, uh, right. Or her previous marriage, I don't know. Right. Um, and uh, it's really, yeah, it's like a lot of different relationships happening. And yeah. so it's, that's not the only story. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, it's really important that trans stories, gay stories, queer stories yeah. are just part of life. Yeah. And I think that's really important to see. I think, um, I think as well, like, in humour and stuff, like, someone say, like, Tina Fey. Yeah. I feel like, as a kid, I would have always, like, really loved her uh, style of humour, even though she's not a gay person. Yeah. There's something about that kind of affinity somehow. And and she sort of talks in her book about, like, having lots of gay friends growing up. And I don't... So that sort of unspoken stuff, I think, is really powerful. Yeah. Not unspoken in a sort of sinister way. But people that are allies... Yeah, and and just sort of get that kind of outsiderness and that kind of quick wit and that flamboyance and... Yeah, and sort of enjoy it and revel in it. And uh, yeah. yeah, they're therefore sort of part of that queer community. Yeah. But I know that we have listeners to the show who have got in touch that have said, like, you know, oh, I'm not gay, but I have a lot of like minded friends. Oh. Or I've, or like, you know, my I think someone got in touch and their brother's a like minded friend and he suggested the podcast to them. Oh. And, and things like that. And I think that's really important to, to sort of note. I think mm. it's actually. Um, Stonewall, who I do a little bit of stuff with, who Clang, I love, brilliant charity. Um, the good new... she does, everyone. Uh, the, the good I do. Put it on a t-shirt. I literally have. She literally. Has I literally have about three t-shirts, three Stonewall t-shirts. Um, I mean, you have one. Yeah. You were there at Pride. Yeah. Yeah. It was great fun. It was really fun, and then I couldn't do the gig. Something else came up. Oh, because he was on Mock the Week. All right, love. All right. We get be, it. I had to be a gay role model on television. And you know what? You are Tom. Yeah, I don't. You're know a grow model. I'm. I am a grow model, but a Dave grow model. I'm putting it down. I don't know if people are picking it up, but I'm putting it down. I think people will be, and I think you have. You don't realize that. Um, but the new uh, Stonewall, uh, then that one of their their sort of campaigns that they're running at the moment is come out for LGBT, mm. and it's about 
sort of straight allies. Yes, being that's true, sort isn't of it? part of the, the sort of community, which I think is really important. And I think going back to theme, having people like us on shows. Oh, yeah, very powerful. Very powerful. The powerful. The but everybody's powerful. a role model in a way, aren't they? You know, just like whatever you're doing, be a role model. But, uh, yeah, um, I agree. But also, um, gays on TV. I mean, now I remember we have seeing. Like, oh, sorry. Well, I was just say like now we have like openly gay weather presenters and well, MPs yeah. and you know that's all. But on on TV, yeah, it's sort of um, it's it's always interesting, isn't it? And I think it's about actually just showing people getting on. People as normal people. People living a yeah no, normal is and often a sort of word that people. Um, yeah, get down on, but I, I do. I think it does have a. Cur- I do think. I think it does have a relevance. Yeah, it has a currency to a degree, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's um, just fitting in a bit. That's what I mean when I say. Yeah, or just normalizing. Yes. Yeah. Um, a, 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 you know, a, a different way yeah. of living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. What do you think, Wills? In this life, I think there was a gay character. Was one of the what is in this life? Did you ever watch this life? My friend no. at school watched it, and I always thought it was a bit bleak. It was a bit 90s. I lived in this really dark flat. Everyone had, like, big, boxy shoulder pads, and um, it was really... Was um, there a lot of Oasis playing in the background? That's ve- It was very, like, yeah, like, downbeat. Umbro shirts. Very like that. By the way, that whole era, looking back, I was really depressed by. And that compounded my sense of not fitting in. The 90s? Yeah, that well, old, like, lad, lad culture. culture. Oh, oh clang, clang, look at that. Saying lad culture in, in synchronicity. Um, yeah, that was so, so depressing. Yeah, and really like loud and larry and yeah. unnecessary. Like, can you imagine? Like, everyone was like wearing like grungy, like mod sort of outfits. And I was like, hey, what about Noel Coward in the 30s? People were. <laughs> Horrified. Physically horrified. Yeah. <laughs> not only was I not going with the program, I was actively pursuing another program. <laughs> um, yeah. I was very. That felt very uncomfortable. That yeah, but it was very laddie, like these horrible magazines. Mm. Oh yeah, like um, the one with all the girls with their boobs out and stuff. Yeah, nuts. Maybe or FHM oh, yeah. or loaded. Do they still exist? Is it loaded. I was just thinking. I was about to ask that. Do they still exist? I don't know. Don't know what they're... Print, isn't it? It's dying. It's very difficult, I think, to sustain yourself in print, yeah. But that's sort of like... I'm sure the internet like ruined all of that stuff for them. Yeah, they must have been so annoyed. Because, you know, once upon a time you'd have to buy a Loaded to see like a Atomic Kitten in her knickknocks. Are Atomic Kitten a group or are they one person? They're a group. Yeah, they're a group. What was their song? They covered The Tide Is High. Mm-hmm. The tide is the Blondie one, but yeah. didn't do it as well as Blondie, of course. And I'm not Sound really sure. of the Underground. No, that's um, that's oh god, girls, girls allowed. allowed. Girls allowed. Who I loved. Do you remember that program they made when they went to um, China? No, it was really um, interesting. Like they were just like. Seemed to hate it. <laughs> they were all like really moaning about it. It's like oh, was it's it raining. Culturally, quite. They, they, Dodge. They didn't. I mean, they didn't really jump in with both feet. They didn't love. I think they loved being on the trip, and the documentary bit largely sort of. What was it like? Them. Sort of girls allowed to go to China. Yeah, it was like a T four thing, I think. 
Uh, and, and do you remember when Girls Aloud did um, Britain's Most Haunted? No. I'm sure they did a Britain's... Yeah, they did. Yeah, with Yvette Fielding. I told you about that hotel I stayed in that was a Most Haunted... It was featured in Britain's Most Haunted. Absolutely not. Wouldn't have stayed. Unsubscribe. You've stayed... <laughs> Unsubscribe. Imagine if you said that in life, like, with things. I do not like this hotel. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe this hotel. Jenny Bede says it in life all of the time. Does she? Yeah. It's like an action. Yeah, unsubscribe. People who just started listening to this podcast will be like, who's this Jenny Bede character? Uh, she's my housemate. She doesn't she's, exist. She's, she's a, not real. She's Susie a, makes her up. She's a musical stand-up. She's a lovely person. She's not real, though. She's, she's not real. No, she's There's fictional. no photographs. There's no evidence. There's no, she is. I go home and I put on a wig and I pretend to be Jenny Bede. It's like Psycho when he puts <laughs> on a wig and pretends to be his mother. Um... Oh, that's terrifying, that film. I watched that far too young. Did you? Oh, really I watched that. Oh, that last image. Do you remember that bit? When you see the body. When he, he closes up in him, sat on the floor in his cell. Oh, no. And there's like a voiceover of like his condition. And then you see his face. And then his face turns into the... His mother. The, yeah, the mother's the sort of... Yeah. The, the, the decomposing the, corpse. The decomposing corpse face. The, I, I remember that decom- the image of that decomposing corpse. I would think about it routinely when I went to bed. Oh. Does it, like, I watched it when I was maybe like 14. And just like the idea of like the skeleton. Oh, that's horrid. No, that unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Uh, what, what brought us on to that? I'm not sure. Uh, oh, Jenny B, the fact that she's unsubscribe. Girls Aloud, China. Hotel Haunted. Hey, haunted Hotel. They said to me, did I not tell this on the podcast? Maybe it was during the um, bad. The one that bad. I lost. Oh, maybe it was on. The, we're not talking about that one, Susie. I'm we very never. Sorry. We're never going to talk about that again. Um, the um, hotel. They said, you know, it's on Britain's Most Haunted, and I was staying there on a Sunday night. And they were like, you know, it's a wedding venue. No one's going to be staying there tonight. It's just going to be you. And I phoned them up to say, I'm, I'm on my way because it was like eleven o'clock. And they're like, well, how long will you be? I've got stuff waiting. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? They're like, we got stuff waiting. No, it was like, oh god, um, soon I think. It was between. A nuclear power plant and a Nestle factory. I mean, couldn't be any more bleak. <laughs> I had to drive up this driveway on my own. Got to this haunted hotel. Man, actually, was quite nice. It had, Did like, you sleep? Hardly. I had all the lights on and the TV. Because Flo says if you put electrical things on, ghosts don't like it. Flo is also our agent. Yeah. So and, like, she's actually in 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 showbiz. In showbiz, not as not as a spiritual agent. <laughs> She's not a medium. She's not a medium, yeah. She's probably um, a small. Oh, she's I'm very sure. slight. I'm sure, very slight. Um, and um, and uh, so I did that, but I barely slept a wink. Oh, absolutely not. And there were like, it was like, I looked around the hotel in the morning, and if anything, it was a bit more creepy during the day. It was sort of like a bleak sort of September day where it had been grey and raining, and um, there were all these portraits around this gallery. Oh, no, oh. no, no. And I went down. For, I, when I got there, I was like, am I the only one staying here? They were like, no, there's one other. I was like, oh, God. And when I went down for breakfast, they were like, what time's breakfast? At 9.30. I came down at like 9.28. And I was like, oh, did the other person come down for breakfast? They're like, no. Oh. And that creeped me out, especially because the whole dining room had been laid up for breakfast. Oh, like, do you think it was once a quite popular hotel? Thriving hotel, probably. Like The Shining. Oh, love that film. Love that film. That's a great film. Um, did I tell you when I went, I was staying in Bangor in North Wales. I did the gig up uh, there. Um, go on. And I stayed in a hotel and me and our fellow comedian and friend Phil Gerrard were the only people in the hotel. Oh, and then he told me that story the other day. Go on, what's your ending to it? So what happened was I arrived and they were like, you're in the sort of 
back part of the house, which is the hotel. So the normal hotel was having renovations. Phil and I were put in this like huge, terrifying <laughs> hotel. You're in the creepy. Just Alex. the two of us. So they were like, we'll just give you a key and you can let yourself in. So uh, there wasn't reception. There wasn't any of this uh, carry on. So then we let ourselves in. Went up to my room. He was in the room next to me. We went, we got some beers from the gig and we went into my room and had a couple of beers because obviously yeah. there was no bar and watched some family guy or whatever else is on at that time of night. Mm. Then I, they said, no one else is in the hotel. There's nothing at all. There's no one here. So you should have a really good night's sleep. Of course, I'm <laughs> terrified by that news. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> massive wind. Nothing sleep less. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, then I was woken up in the night by the sound of a ball being rolled in the room above me. <sighs> I don't like that at all. Hated it. Hated it. Could just hear. Then the ball, the ball would stop rolling ooh, and then it'd roll. Stop. Roll. So it was like someone was playing with it. And I imagine oh, that someone was dead. Shit. And I imagine it was a dead child. And that is a dead Victorian child would be one of my greatest fears. Mm, that would be mine too. And oh, so jellyfish. I got up at half past four and drove to my parents in Portsmouth, which was a five hour drive. <laughs> you could have just gone to another hotel, like the Premier Inn or something. Um, what Phil, did Phil Gerard tell you? It was really creepy. You both went to bed and in the morning you'd pissed off <laughs> and left yeah. him there on his own. I mean, he had his car. It wasn't like he was coming back with me or anything. Oh, uh, that's fine. <laughs> did you not think about waking him up? I don't know him well enough. Phil. That would be worse, wouldn't it? Phil. Phil, it's me. Phil. Phil. Oh, poor Phil. Was there phone reception? No. Oh, that's the worst bit. Did I tell you about the barn I went to? No, I mean... In Dartmoor. It was right next to Dartmoor Prison. We got lost on the way there. What, wait, so you're going to Dartmoor for a gig? Some filming, actually. But, um, oh, clang. So Sorry. Sorry. And then I had to phone the owner of this B&B. She, again... Just left the key in the door. What guys, stop doing this. Not okay. Because we were getting there at like three o'clock in the morning. Were you I, with you were with some people that were Just me and um the driver. And he Was he staying there as well, the driver? Um no, he was staying down the road. And oh, it was so scary. It was so we got there, there was a key in the door. And I was like, well that because there's a key in the door. Someone's just let could just let themselves in. Yeah, a murderer. A murderer who's escaped from the prison. Oh my god, Tom. Okay, so you arrive. Is it dark? It's three o'clock in the morning. It's pitch black. Okay. We're getting lost in the monks' Dartmoor. Yeah. Which is one of the bleakest places I've ever been to. Yeah. But I'm sure people from there love it. Oh, it's really lovely in the daytime. It's where Josh Whitaker comes from. I've done quite a lot of gigs down but, there with him. That's why I sort of thought was thinking about like him and his crew and then oh, I can't I can't be murdered here Josh Woodard comes from here <laughs> Josh wouldn't be murdered here um, and then um, we were just get, and we couldn't find there were no signs for this B&B it was like a B&B and then there was a barn So I, and I'd been given the number of this woman who ran it so I phoned her and she was like did you not get the written instructions we sent you the written instructions I was like well no and um, and she was like, well, we sent this, I sent this in advance so that we wouldn't have all of this. I was like, oh, sorry. And she's like, it's three o'clock in the morning, Tom. And I was like, do not speak to me like that when I am tired as well. You are running a and b that's in the middle of chuffing nowhere. nowhere. I changed it to chuffing, but yeah, fucking. <laughs> and then um, we got there and then I went to bed. It was actually quite a nice barn. And woke up in the morning and could just look out along this 
huge moor. And I know it's supposed to be really beautiful, but I just thought to myself, I fucking hate the countryside. Did you feel very much like Kate Bush? Yeah, I did actually. It was like that. It was like Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Now, did you um, when you got in yeah. to the hotel or B and B barn, yeah. the barn, and you went up to your room? Did yeah. you think this might be how I die? Did you a check yeah. the bathroom for a murderer? Did you look in the wardrobe? Did you look under the bed? Um, I didn't have. I just thought if they're there, they're there. Oh, I have to do all those things. Even when I get back to a like hotel room, even if it's a premiere in, I'll check all the things. Really? They didn't even have cupboards in there. But you'll check the bathroom behind the shower, shower curtains used to stress me out. Oh my God, because of Psycho. Oh, of course, yeah. Pulls it back, doesn't he, and kills her. Yeah. With the wig. In my mind, there was always someone in the shower, yeah. like, standing there just in silence. Like, is there anything more creepy than being in a room thinking you're on your, you're on your own? And then there's been someone there behind the shower curtain? Yep, that's horrible. But or what is body. worse... Or a body, of course. But what is worse is if you don't pull the shower curtain across, then it doesn't dry properly and you get mould, which in a way is more perfect to me. <laughs> a shower curtain with all that, like... Oh, oh no, thank you. Unsubscribe. No, unsubscribe immediately. Um, By the way... Yes? Are you aware of the expression come through? No. I think it's a drag expression. I don't know if it's on RuPaul, but... Okay. People say, like, come through, come through, mama. And what does um, that mean? It means, like... Um, well done, I think. Oh, as in like, come through, take your place. You're... Yeah, basically, come through. Susie, come through. Oh, Tom. Manchester, come through. <laughs> yeah, it's a good I like expression. It. I, like I like it. it. Well, um, where you're, you're at, I wonder, what, I wonder what haunted hotel you'll be staying in next because you're still on your fabulous tour. S- seeing some places, let me tell you. And I love the gigs, but sometimes when I go back to those haunted hotels, I do not enjoy that as much. You think, was this worth it? Will this be how I go? Am I famous enough to make an obituaries page in The Guardian? Probably not. I always feel it's worth (laughs) it, but I do sometimes wonder where my death will be reported, yeah. I think Chortle, industry website, yes. You're definitely at the front page of Chortle. Jesus. They potentially would come to me for a soundbite as well. What would you say? That's good for me. Just so I know, what would you say? Um, He was a wonderful friend. He was always late. Uh, he... he was always late, and now he is officially the late, late. Tom Allen. <laughs> Something yeah, that's, like that's, that. That's a nice. That's well, a... what would you say in my obituary? Um, sorry, who? Who is this? Fair enough. Something like that. Lovely. Um, um, I would say. No, no, you've said it all now. Well, you can catch Tom on tour if you want to see the bitchy catch, queen live. Ca- uh, <laughs> the bitchy little prick on tour. That's not the name of the show. It's called Absolutely. Um, um, TomIndeed.com. All my stuff is on SusieRuffle.com. Yes. Uh, get in touch with us at chat to likemindedfriends at gmail.com. Oh, everyone loves Twitter, a Gmail. Instagram. That email address is like the sort so of thing that clanky, like, if you like saw a business and it had like, yeah. as a contact, like on the side of a van. Yeah. Like, or it's like when there's like someone that's like a... Um, impersonator of a comedian or someone that does like yes. someone that you might describe doing a turn on a variety Somebody night does a turn, yeah. they would definitely be like lee at yeah hotmail.com yeah they're yeah. like stage name at hotmail.com yeah or call or tell 07 blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah well um join us next time on like-minded friends when who knows what we'll be discussing who knows what a lovely time we'll have, we'll have okay, thanks. okay bye. thanks bye 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 bye